Shut up. The foot is on Triple M. September. It gets no better than this. There's no second chances now. This is why you play. This is what you're out here to do. Go and do your thing. It's win or go home. Dockers seal the deal. Head into the second week of the finals. Every moment means more. you every massive moment. Bounces, runs back to the goal square. Frederick might have it. Oh, great tackle. Walters received the kick and Walters nails the goal. Vareem, Hogwarts and McDonald's. Triple M rocks finals footy. Uh, for McDonald's and Reem Hot Water, Triple M rocks footy and Triple M rocks the Triple M CG. It is a cracker night for football here in Melbourne if you're listening somewhere around the country and we've got a ripper game for you. Collingwood take on the Fremantle Dockers. Both teams have been out doing a very light warm-up at the moment. Gates are open, crowds starting to build. Expected forecast from the MCC head office here today is 92,000 people. So we look forward to that. It's been a reasonably cold day in Melbourne. Tiny little bit of rain and uh, slightly threatening from the west at the moment as well. We might get the odd drop or two, but it should be pretty good. As I welcome the team on a Saturday afternoon, uh, Joey Montagna joins myself. Ross Lyon is here. Jay-Z Clark is here. James Brayshaw will be appearing late later because he's on the uh, Hollywood hours, of course. <laughs> and, uh, I was wondering to... where he was. Yeah, no, he turns up, Ross, uh, you wouldn't have worked with JB a lot, would you? No, not no, at all. when he feels like it, he just comes. <laughs> Well, Ross, it would have been a battle between BT and JB. <laughs> Who was going to come on just with 10 minutes to go before the bounce? And somehow JB's well, pulled rank BT. And now you know the pecking order. <laughs> <laughs> JB's romped at him. <laughs> oh. He is very much our head man here. At Doesn't Football. he know about Lombardi time? Well, normally, if you're not 10 minutes early, you're 10 minutes. He might need a special B- cocker talk. Normally it's BT getting you at 7 o'clock for a 7.20, but we're lucky to have you, BT, for the uh, full hour. I'll be going early. Um, <laughs> Joey, uh, are you looking forward to this game? I absolutely I am. Why? 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 Well, Why? because we've had five cracking finals yeah. out of five so far. So, look, I'm expecting a, another cracking game. I'm looking forward to seeing an MCG. You said 92,000. So I'm looking forward to seeing 90,000 Collingwood supporters mm. fill the MCG. Do you feel, I've never experienced that. Do you feel almost personally responsible for Fremantle being here? <laughs> no, no, certainly not. Certainly not. My small part, one day a week, just uh, doing some recruiting with them. But oh, uh, I, 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 it, I really yeah. enjoyed I did get Caleb Sarong yeah. to the club. Yes. And, uh, Gee, well, how, how, Brody, that just <laughs> highlights... That just just highlights how different off-air conversations are, but <laughs> yeah. on the way in, his yeah. trumpet couldn't have been any bigger yeah. in the car. Yeah. Uh, Ross, uh. did I just see you rummaging through a bin at yeah. the back? Yes. Of just going to oh, go with that. Uh, uh, unbeknownst to everyone out there in Radio Land, we, we've just uh, been given our annual or half annual, uh, half, uh, what do you call it? Ha- yeah, half, half annual. annual. Yeah. Uh, annual. McDonald's, yeah. you know. <laughs> Super duper card. We used to get unlimited gold cards. Now we get a two hundred dollar max. Yes. Yeah, because someone probably abused it. Well, they say it would have been you. Would have been you I, I was shouting the family quite often. But uh, anyway, Ross, uh, what was he doing, Jay Z? Well, he was he was going through a bin looking for something, and I, I'm not sure what would you, you do. Thought it might have been a bit of intelligence or something. A, a dollar saved is a dollar earned, BT, and I've got three kids that love Maccas, right. so uh, I've taken the photo. I've, because I read the card and I actually could read it out. You know, it's great to, th- you know, thanks for being a VIP McDonald's and your, your card. And I went, whoops. <laughs> I just ripped. I, I was a bit in haste. I threw the yes. card in the bin. So I rummaged back through it. But the way that he was rummaging through it, Jay Z, you yes. think it was a $10,000 McDonald's card? It's, it's a couple of hundred. Well, you know bucks. what? You know, honestly, I thought it was my pay for this year. <laughs> and, the, and the touch of Mick Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can you tell the, the jumper story? Have we spoke, have we done what the, story? The Mick Malthouse jumper story. What jumper it's story? The famous story. Yeah. About how when he, he went to Arizona. Just be careful here. Yeah, okay. He went to Arizona. I don't know this story, right. so you're, you're on your own, oh, Casey. Basically, he doesn't like paying for much, does he? No. Well, I, I got told that one day. I thought this was this a is famous story. story. Okay. This is he went to Arizona, and he got given a nice knit jumper. Mm. Beautiful sort of Canadian. Oh, given. One. Didn't buy. Is it present? And I then, but I haven't it, heard this. Okay. And it didn't quite fit. Anyway, uh, so he takes it back to Melbourne and goes to Melbourne. And yeah, what do you think? Um, Nanette's his wife's Nanette, name. Yeah, lovely, what do you think of this? Oh, it doesn't quite fit right. It's a bit big. Oh, well. Um, all good. Anyway, the year, next year, of course, they go back to uh, Arizona. Oh, he didn't, did he? He took it back. <laughs> <laughs> he, got his, he got the 40 bucks back off. <laughs> so he kept the jumper for 12 months. You know? <laughs> he didn't yes. take a credit or an exchange. He took the cash. Uh, <laughs> Mick, he's a big fan of the show and he'll be listening. Yes. Good evening to you, Mick. Uh, good on you. Very good indeed. Well, we're looking forward to this cracking game here tonight. Be a beauty. Jay-Z, yes. let's get it underway. There's been a lot of talk. I've been watching the news today, sitting yes. at home, about the Brownlow and the movements because of the Queen's uh, funeral yes. taking place 10 days after. A passing, of course, and yep. that falls on a Monday. Yes, uh, there's been a bit of toing and froing since. Yeah, also it has officially changed. So the AFL has confirmed via statement uh, that um, the Brown Low Medal, the most prestigious individual award of a season, that uh, big function will be held on the Sunday night. So normally the Monday night, it will be held on the Sunday night. That is confirmed. So they, at the time, the AFL said they were expecting the Queen's funeral to be on the Monday. And I heard on the late news today that it could be. Tuesday. Tuesday or Wednesday now. Yes. So, so they may have moved it for nothing. So the Monday night may now be free of the funeral. But the AFL at this point, I mean, they've got a plan. Everyone's making arrangements. People are coming in what, from interstate. What sort of difficulties would they have come across uh, given having to change the night? Um, Is it I, as simple as hotel bookings, uh, flight bookings? Heaps, wouldn't well, they? Yeah. Flights. What, what about the hair and makeup? What about the, what about the, the hair, hair and makeup? makeup. Well, hey. Sunday, salons are closed on Sundays, oh. a lot of them. Yeah. That's going to throw a spanner in the works. There would be huge um, changes. You know, the makeup, they're going to have to work the Sunday. Oh, the stress levels. What would would Beck Judd do? (laughs) Pay double. But but that's a big good point about flying in from interstate and all flights and hotels would already be booked. And I mean, it's only a week. We're literally talking a week away from now. The AFL should be commended, I think, on on making the early call. They couldn't wait till later in the week. And they said that we're used to being agile now and changing. Agile and flexible. Yep. It is only uh, a week or so away. So they have uh, yep. uh, brought that forward. It will be held on the Sunday night, Joey. Well, we are chatting to Lockie Neal a bit later, so he will be all across that because yes. he's a big chance to take that the second Charlie Hunt. will help, I imagine, anyone playing in the grand final. It's a good I point. agree with you, Brent. Yeah. Me too, Brandon. Yep. Um, yeah, the, uh, because it, get, it gets it out the way earlier and the coaches get yep. the focus and the players. 100% agree yep. with you, B. And if they're in Melbourne playing, of course, they can stay for the Sunday and go home. Exactly. Sunday night, Monday. Now, in, uh, I think, what year was it? 2010 or 2011. On the Monday night, I tried to interview Lenny Hayes on the St Kilda table, who I think just finished third in the Brownlow medal yep. that night. And Ross was so sort of grumpy. And well, you edge, reckon I stopped? And odds edge on the time, right? So I'm like, I'm bad. I'm, I'm I'm getting around Lenny Hayes. I said, Lenny, I'm right in the Well, I knew you were a Cats, man. I tried to keep you out of the joint. Have you got 30 seconds? You've had a phenomenal year, mate. Can I grab you just for a quick second? And he looked at Ross, and Ross looked at him, and then Ross looked at me (laughs) and looked back at Lenny and then just shook his head. And then Lenny (laughs) said to me, oh, sorry, sorry, champ, can't do it at the moment. That's how edgy they are. Yeah. see these coaches in grand final. I can't even remember it. So you make a man out of a whole lot. I had to walk away with my tail between my legs. I can't even remember it. 
Viewing from afar and a different seat now, Ross, would you now go back into coaching with a different view on little things that don't make much difference to the game yeah, like that? Yeah, I, I certainly, um, I certainly evolved uh, along the way. Yeah. So oh seven, I had no idea what I was doing with the media and stuff that up. And then I learn and look, I always gave content. We we tried to work with the uh, the broadcasters early preseason and map out and. Yeah, like I did interviews in the box, and in the end, this, this and this is true. When I when I got the Fremantle, Chris Bond used to say, "Do you want to know about who's doing?" It? I said, "Mate, you just dole them out and work with the media department as you see fit. If you've got a concern and you want my opinion, come to it." So that's where I got to. I, it didn't worry me, you know. My whole thing and mantra is, you know what, boys, train hard and compete, and then we, me, and the club will die for you. So. And carry yourself well. We'll support you till we can't. That's just, as simple as that. Just quickly, BT, the other big news of the week, speaking of medals, was the big news, the dad's game last week of the school dads. Jay-Z Clark, did you hear about this, I BT? No. Jay-Z Clark won the medal for best on ground oh, in the dad's well, game. He was well. pretty quick to post it on the WhatsApp Cap- group. Captain he let serious. everyone know. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're trying to get at. Yeah. If you win the medal, oh. BT, for a dad's game, yeah, what, what does that smell of? That's an award against you. That's right. That's a real sort of wanky. <laughs> my my kids, try, try too kids, hard. Kids today call it. He's a sweat. He's a sweat. Yeah. A sweat. What is that? Like, they try too hard. Yeah, a bit of a try. Like, you know, want to win everything, try too hard, yeah. bring stress. He's a sweat. Yeah. I, was, I got told, I said, how should I approach this game? I asked someone who knows the game pretty well. I said, how you rang Pendles. How should I approach <laughs> this game? Yeah, I'm a bit fitter these days. What should, what should I do? I'm playing halfback flank, you know. should be able to get a few kicks there. And they said, just track the ball. Good things will happen. And then after the game beats, mm. he actually had to take some Panadol. I felt quite sick. You know who you remind me of? Leather poison. Leather poison. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually driving past the school and I caught a, caught a half of that game. Yes. You looked a little bit like Richie Vandenberg. Yeah, that's game. spot on, BT. Yeah. That you was the summary. too serious. No. That's what we heard. Well, David Hale, who kicked four goals, six in the game. It wasn't he hard to stop? I was trying my best to try and get my <laughs> By the way, Joey, what's the, what's the, can you remember a, a real pasting that you copped from Ross uh, in, the, in the hot years? Of, oh, yeah. Was there an absolute yeah. one where you thought, that is the world's best, no one is ever going to equal it? Oh, no, I got, I got a good one at the SCG one day. Yeah, you banged the board and you sent me to the back line because I wasn't defending it. <laughs> oh, that was early I'd, days. It was early days. But that's I when to, I was stuck. I had to go up. and play it full back for a half a game. and could, uh, because I couldn't leave the square. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to move. Because I reckon out of all of you guys, I copped the worst Ross Lyon pasting of all. Oh, really? We're going to open this up? No, we're not, not going to open it up. <laughs> what happened? I'm going to no, say I did the wrong thing, something. Yes. I, well, I'll tell you what. When we're at AW, we posted a tweet uh, that we thought was Ross, but wasn't. It was a fake Twitter account. Oh. So we should have done our homework yes. and checked it out first. So Had we got it wrong. Tick. So Ross gave me, you know. A Phone call? Pleasant, I thought it would be a pleasant call, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, and and it was a verbal barrage of uh, really wow. Hang on, BT no. game as good as he got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. not shy of coming back. No, yes. so I've, I've tasted a little bit of what you've had, Joey. Yeah, yes. yeah. Good. absolutely. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, there was a bit of uh, thought. There was a bit of tension, Jay Z. No, no, no. We sorted it. We sorted it. He's mellowed. Ross, we have got Ross plenty mellowed. more to talk about. By the way, um, just on Barry, just quickly suspended yes. as we go to yes. the break. Yes, suspended for one mm. match. The Brisbane Lions will absolutely appeal it for the unreasonable contact for the face. So this is going to the tribunal. I think there's every chance this gets downgraded and he plays against Geelong next week. Lockie Neal, our guest on the other side of the break. We're here for Collingwood and Fremantle at the G tonight. For McDonald's and Remote Water, Triple M Rocks footy. 
Charlie Cameron running back to the fly. This is where he's really dangerous. Look at he got around the lever like he wasn't even there. Charlie, can he bounce it home? He's got it. To Hipwood, releases the hammer on a cluggy. He looks up, there's no one there except May. Takes a bounce. Has he got the legs? Has he got the journey? Oh, he's got it here, McCluggage. Massive for Brisbane. Balls to the back. Lever will be under immediate pressure. Ball spills free. That could be the winner by Bailey. Staying to put Brisbane into a preliminary final from directly in front. Bangs it home. The Brisbane Lions. Here he goes through to a prelim final. Uh, yes, the Brisbane Lions getting it done here at the MCG last night. 28 points down, 15 seconds to go in the second quarter, and they get up to win by 13 points. Our next uh, guest, Lockie Neal, of course, had 27 touches, 10 clearances, had a terrific game as well. Lockie, good afternoon and welcome to you. Thanks, BT. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, we appreciate you making your time available, mate. What are you feeling right now sitting there at home? You, I'm, I'm assuming you're back up in Brisbane now? Yeah, I'm just sitting outside uh, at my at my place, um, sort of trying to soak it all in, to be honest. It's been a whirlwind 24 hours. Um, I'm pretty exhausted and pretty sore, so I'm about to jump in the pool for a bit of uh, late-night recovery. And, um, yeah, I'm still sort of soaking last night in. It was a crazy game. I'm really proud of the guys. And now we look forward to a prelim final, which is exciting for our footy club. And you should be exhausted, like like the week before the game you put together. Then last night, I, and, and that feeling of exhilaration must be fantastic to be able to go through now. But looking, I was there live. I, I went and watched. I was just sitting in the stands. Can you explain the slow start and the and where you got to? Like belief grew as it went on, obviously in your hardness and everything. But the first thirty minutes, you just looked a little bit lost in that. What were you thinking as a leader? What do you need to do? And and what was your how would you break it down? Why that happened? Yeah, I think um, I think Ross said we started like we have played against them every time the last four times. Our ball movement was slow, um, really predictable. Uh, I thought we were pretty fumbly, and um, our skill errors were shocking. I think um, my first kick, I almost missed my boot. <laughs> um, we were pretty. I think we were just a little bit panicky, um, and once they had kicked a few goals. It actually, in a weird way, it sort of settled us. We thought, right, oh, that's done now. We've just got to move on. And um, we talk about moving on to the next moment as quick as possible. Mistakes going to be made. And we had some shocking turnovers, which were almost indefensible um, for our backs. We put them under a lot of pressure early. But, um, yeah, we sort of knew that if we got our ball movement right, which I thought our balance um, probably halfway through the second quarter, we started to get right. Um, changing the angles, a little bit of overlap, but then going to the contest, yeah. the 1v1s when we had to. Um, and then in the second half, we really got that balance spot on. So we knew that if we got our ball movement right, which we haven't done against them for a long time, um, we could we could be in the game. Um, and we probably thought at half time the scoreboard um, were 22 points down, I think, at, at half time. We actually felt that was a great position for us. Um, we knew that Melbourne in second halves um, haven't performed that well. So... We were in touching distance and, and we knew that um, if things went our way, we could just keep grinding. Um, the wheel would turn and, and we'd get a result if we stuck to our process and stayed bold with our ball movement. Hey, congratulations, Lockie. Mate, you're in some sort of form. But then you speak about the second half and one of the big moves clearly was Jared Berry going on to, to Clayton Oliver and the influence he had. Were you part of that conversation with the midfield group at halftime? Was that just Chris Fagan on his own? How did that come about? And from your vantage point, I mean, how good a performance was that from him? 
Yeah, first of all, that was the best half of footy I've seen Jared Berry play um, yep. since I've come to the Lions. So, uh, yeah, he was phenomenal. He, he basically won us that game with his performance on Clayton and then getting the ball himself. It was one of the better um, performances I've seen um, from a Lions player. So credit to Jared. Um, I think the conversation was had with um, Cam Bruce. He, he came to Fags and said, I want to put Bez on him. I thought Dev Robertson was actually doing a pretty good job. Clayton yeah. had a bit of the ball, but his, his disposals were pretty rushed. But um, I think Bez was really struggling to get in the game on the wing. Um, and we know that he can provide a big body in there and win his own footy inside at times. He's done that role a couple of times, sort of nullifying um, some dangerous players. One that comes to mind straight away is Zach Merritt against Essendon in round two, long time ago, I know. But he went to him um, after quarter time um, and, and we sort of dominated the game after that. So he's played some massive roles for us doing that role. And I think they just wanted to change that up. And Cam Bruce was the one that suggested it. And um, I thought it was a great idea. And Dev played a great role on the wing in the second half. They just flipped roles and um, it worked a treat. No, oh, it was a great call because it changed that game up. No doubt about it. We are speaking to Brisbane Lions superstar and Brownlow medal favourite, Lockie Neal. Lockie, what was the um, the feeling around um, Joey Danaher's withdrawal from the game? Did you Was there any sort of um, idea the night before or anything that that could be the case? And as you know, one of the leaders of the, of the football club, you're obviously very supportive of the decision and be happy to have him back against the Cats in a week time. Yeah, absolutely. We we knew that um, Adele, his partner, was heavily pregnant, obviously. Uh, I think she was due in two weeks, so uh, always a chance this time of year. So um, he, he could have waited till Feb or something, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I think he got the call at uh, 5.30 in the morning um, that Adele was, was heading into labour. So no-brainer for Joe and, and for us. We support that decision 100%. It was yep. disappointing to, to lose him. He's been a crucial cog for us. But to be honest, the mindset of our group, we just it was just a, a really good feeling amongst the guys uh, from the moment that we touched down in Melbourne. There was a good feeling amongst the group. And even when Joe um, was heading back to Brisbane, um, we knew Tom Fullerton would come in. And I thought he played a great role. Um, he might not have had the impact of an Eric Hipwood or something, but I thought he competed really well in the ruck when he went in. And then around the ground contest, I didn't think that their tools um, were able to, to mock um, our long down the lines back or theirs, their long down the lines as much. So he played a crucial role and played it really well. And that's all we needed from him to bring the ball to ground for us, whether it was when he was playing ruck or up forward. I thought he did a great job. You better listen to your former coach up there, Lee Matthews, and now director, of course. He always <laughs> says to the boys, no cuddling in January or Feb, uh, <laughs> And that'll ensure no issues in September. Hey, Locke, just before Absolutely. we let you go, mate, we appreciate your time. Just we're yeah. at the MCG here getting ready for this. Uh, your old mob, Fremantle. Just wondering, how do you, how do you feel when you, you watch the Fremantle side? Do you still watch with a vested interest? Do you, you know, is there just a neutral feeling? What's, what's going to be your vibe tonight watching this semi final? No, I think I'll be cheering on the Dockers. Um, it's yeah, they still hold a, a special place um, in my heart. I loved my time at Freo, and um, I'll always be um, half supportive of them while I'm playing. Um, obviously, full fully invested in the Lions, so um, I've still got some good mates that are at Freo, and um, I feel like I've got a little brother there in Andy Brayshaw. So I try and watch his games every week, and and we speak quite quite regularly and. Um, yeah, I'll definitely be tuning into that. I can't wait. And hopefully Freo can get over the pies and, and get into a prelim themselves. So I don't know how I feel if 
both of us win a prelim and we're coming up against each other in a grand final, that'd be interesting. But a long way to go before that. But, yeah, I'll be cheering on the Dockers tonight. Appreciate your time, Locke. Congratulations on the win. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Lockie Neal, well Lock. there, joining us from the Brisbane Lions. Had a terrific game again last night. More news on the other side of the break with Jay-Z. A few other issues he would like to talk about before we then start to hone and look at the game that we've got here tonight, Collingwood and Fremantle. For McDonald's and Ream Hot Water, Triple M rocks Saturday night footy. For Ream Hot Water and McDonald's, Triple M rocks footy. Uh, welcome back to the MCG in the build-up for the big game tonight, Collingwood and the Fremantle Dockers. But that's last Lockie Neal when we had him on a moment ago, Joey and Ross and uh, Jay-Z. Uh, JB to join us shortly, by the way. Um, how, would you have, how would you have reacted to Johnny Rayner? Cam Rayner's dad came into the rooms after the game. Not sure you saw it, Ross. And he was, I thought someone had escaped from the loony bin <laughs> and had got in and had absolutely gone yelling and screaming in... In jubilation, mm-hmm. admittedly, yeah, um, and then you know everyone's sort of watching him, and it's in the did in you the get the middle chance of the warm down floor? Did you get the chance yeah. to talk to him? No, yes, you I did. did. You did, uh, yeah. And, yeah. He, and he was much more subdued when I talked to him. Right, but he went off Carrying his on. head so much so that every person in the room stopped what they were doing and watched. Did you have any fathers or parents that you sort of you're a bit like, oh, if they come into the rooms, you're like they're going to carry on a bit or think they've had it? No, I just locked myself in the coach's room. Try to avoid. No, we um, pre-game it was for the players and, yeah. and prep, and then but post-game we just threw it open. Joe Rewalt loved Jay it. Rewalt. Jay Rewalt used to get in there. He used to um, love it. Uh, BJ's mum. Yeah, yeah. Paddy, just, Paddy Goddard was I always sit down and so, share the pizza. So Paddy Goddard, Brennan's mum, was always front of square. Lovely, she was right at the front. So when we came in to sing the the song, she was in seat spot A one, right up against the uh, the fence. She was right in the room. So and yeah, we Paddy. didn't have many players with the kids, but you love the the kids in there yep. because there, there is a parent or two at every club that you know like to get. You know, yeah, really right there's a couple that a prefer bird. the cameras and not. Yeah. yeah, and but not only that, they enjoy the the day. They, yeah, they love come it. in pumped up. Yeah, well, the thing day, is, and I used to talk about when you're a kid, like you're playing the 10s, 12s, your parents are there every weekend, and they get to an AFL club. My experience was they got cut off. Yeah, so it was like oh. we love them really coming in yeah. because they're putting so much work into to, to the boys when they're young. And that is what Collingwood has done really well this year. Every time you go in there after the wins, there are parents and cousins and brothers and sisters. There's un- hundreds of them. Have a listen to this. This is Johnny Rayner, the dad of Cam last night in the rooms after the game. This guy here going a little bit berserk at the moment. I'm not sure who he is. Daniel Rich, as we see, watch this guy. Who is that guy? That's Cam Rayner's old man. Oh, we didn't hear much of it there. There's a lot about you there, BT. Yeah, oh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to replay that. Uh, let's get stuck into yes. the news, Jay-Z. The Melbourne fallout. Yeah. What are we looking at out of last night's game yeah, at the end of their season? Significant. The, the obvious one is Luke Jackson, obviously, is the Melbourne Football Club wait for his answer. At this stage, you're still expecting him to request a trade uh, to Fremantle. Could be a deal. As long as seven years on pretty significant money, the best part of uh, a million dollars a year. But there are other issues for Melbourne. The forward connection, Ben Brown, they were that slow and that long and wide and slow delivery on the slow play was a problem. Because last year we saw in the grand final, we mentioned this earlier, Joey, this morning, that second half against uh, the Bulldogs, 
there was some unbelievable stuff out of the centre bounce and how they scored that. But is that a sustainable method? Because they weren't when they weren't scoring out of the centre bounce this year with that slow play, especially in the second half of the season. And Simon Goodwood mentioned this: that connection is in the forward half is going to be something they really need to go to work on. And whether that's with Brody Grundy as a replacement um, ruckman for Luke Jackson um, will be very interesting. But I think. On this year, Ross, you know, Luke Jackson, I know he had a stunning start. Very good round three, I think, Gold Coast. But he was up and down. What do you see when you see when you watch Luke Jackson play? Like, is he, is he going to be the next best? Is he going to be the best ruckman in the game for the next 10 years? Or is he going to be someone who, you know, can play multiple positions? How do you see him? Well, he's only 20 years of age, isn't he? I, th- I thought early in that first quarter, he was everywhere running the full length of the ground. His follow-up really caught my eye, and he was in some positions to take some marks outside of gold that he dropped. I thought, or he ran under it a little bit. Enormous upside, but it's still an unknown where he can actually get to because talking about it, as we know, talking about it being a dynasty team or a big, be a great player is different from being a good team and a good player. So I think he's got enormous upside. I think the Dockers will be projecting their list build we're doing really well. We may be exceeded where we thought we'll be, but we're planning a little. We we got some money in the bank. We can just put together a group that can maybe challenge for a, a while. As a, so I think they might lose an acres. It might hurt them a little bit to get him in. So look, like most, not most things. Some things in AFL get hyped. I think he's been hyped beyond his performance, his reputation. But I think his upside is there. And at some point, you've got to back that in if you're the Dockers because we'll see tonight. They're going to have to deal with more, um, more Howe and, and Murphy down there. So, you know, if they had a Jackson type without Tabernacle, like Jai Amos is, is going to know he's alive tonight. Tabernacle's fragile, isn't he? Well, what he is, BT, he's been a rookie list player that was there in my time and he's an incredibly hard worker. And as you know, over a 10-year period, they get hit, they train, he, he's had fractures in his feet, and it takes its toll. So you, it's like Fife. Your durability just comes off a little bit. And like I really admire him because he's got the best out of himself. But I think they need that next batch because Lob's yep. probably going to go, isn't he? Yep, yep. Bulldogs. And they haven't got that next batch yet. And that sort of answers the Jackson question. You're going to lose maybe one or at least two. But how do you rate his forward craft, BT? Well, I think it's still developing. I think it's still very much. Last night, I agree with Ross, there were two or three marks that he got his hands on that he should have taken. And he has shown in spasmodic periods over his career so far that he is capable of taking those marks. So I think confidence is an issue. And also, I think at Melbourne, he hasn't been played in the one position as a permanent forward. It's been a little bit there, a little bit in the ruck. And maybe once he gets to a club and they say to him, right, this is what we want you to do for us. This is the role we want you to play. I think he could be better for that. Just back to Melbourne, I think they need to address over the off-season their, their forward mix and their ball movement. I think they missed a trick this season in regards to their, the way they move the ball. They've just been left behind a bit with the competition. A lot of other Outside. teams were a bit more expansive with you know, taking advantage of the stand-on-the-mark rule, going a bit quicker. Melbourne, as you said, this year stayed skinny side. They stayed safe. They went wide into the pocket. And they built their whole game on contest and defense. And I reckon they just missed a trick on their offense, and it's let them down in the biggest part of the season. And their, their entry is one-dimensional mm. to the pocket. And what? And I think you can go to, they call it position of most opportunity. Hawthorne used to go to the point of the square and the dockers. So, but they go to the pocket, right? So it's very hard to crumb from there. But what they, they could go to the top of the square, and if it's not working, you're getting hurt. 
go to the pocket, right? But what shocked me last night when they were coming from behind, they were still going to Ben Brown. They didn't have much time. They needed to score. And they were kicking it long, running to the top of the square position of most opportunity. Still going Wide to, to the boundary. Yeah. So, look, their number one defence, you've you got to give a little bit, and I could be guilty of that at times, but you've got to go, well, we're one defence. We might get counterpunched a little bit, but we'll go from seventh or eighth attack, right? So maybe just give up a little bit there, maybe slip defence from four, but your attack becomes four or three, and then balance. you get balanced like Sydney and Geelong, and, and then you can really put it together because they didn't look like scoring after quarter time. No. From a club pers- whole of club perspective, I mean, the fallout is significant. They've underperformed. There's no doubt about that. We go back to round nine or ten, and we're all saying, Joey, how far the Demons are this year. But really, it, it, they have been. I mean, you look over the past three months, what have they, they gone? They went six and no, six. No, but we all haven't been saying. No. I tipped Sydney last week because their form and the numbers told you Sydney get it done. Round, round 10, they the beat. Doctor. Uh, <laughs> round 10, they were, well, they were 10 straight wins. So at that point, they were one, they were absolutely a short price favourite. But go through who they played. No one that finished in the eight or how many teams finished in the eight? Western Bulldogs. So just made it. Gold Coast. Coast. No. Your mates at Essendon. No. Port Adelaide. No. GWS. No. Richmond beat yep. one, 22 points. Hawthorne 10. No. St. St. Kilda, Kilda West Coast, and North. So it was a soft run early. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt you're right about that. Maybe they got found out. But when you're the Premier, they do come hunting. Now, what happens to the coaching staff? We know Adam Uze is a serious contender for the uh, Essendon job. I think Ben Rutten was spotted in the crowd last night. So uh, if Adam Uze was to get the Bombers job, you would wonder whether Ben Rutten comes in uh, for him. I think him and Simon Goodwin are very uh, are very close. And interesting that he might have been spotted at the footy last Last night, so um, that is significant, and there has been that argy bargy at president level, hasn't it? Between you don't think he likes footy and might yeah. have just gone Ro- for a look. Yeah. Ross Lyon was at the footy too last <laughs> night. He was in the crowd mm. with well, Matty he... Armstrong. Yeah, he was over with the Tassie <laughs> Mariners for their I, prelim. I, I just like to, you know, put, that that was about tonight, Joey. That's about doing great. Yeah, we can't let our listeners down. We got we got to stay up on 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 the on the curve. <laughs> yeah. Hardest working part time media <laughs> right going around. Yeah, the, what is the? Um, we're gonna we're gonna need a segment for next year. What's the vibe? I really want to. What's vibe? Your 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 thing assessment. Vibe off. Yeah, the the vibe <laughs> off. So look, Simon Goodwin said um, that that they're gonna have to upskill. Basically, they're gonna have to trick up. Can that rat combination Gordon Grundy next work? And do they need some more help? Like, what's their strength, Ross, in terms wow. of that midfield rotation? Contested ball, they dominated. The entries were fourteen to three at one point, but what after that ratings? point, no. But after that point, Sydney won the um, Brisbane won the entries by plus twelve. That's a big swing, yeah. isn't it? So, I, I was just surprised that they were stubborn because the numbers were telling you they're not scoring, and if we go. Forget the premiership, you go back that other year. It was the same thing. Remember, they're having plus 20 entries, plus 18 yeah. entries and losing. Yes. And I think McDonald, because of his mobility and contest, helped with the spill. But they're back to where they were a little bit. I, I thought they were a little bit, and look, we've all done it, a little bit stubborn mm. with we need to change. Because yeah. I thought Brisbane went from a long entry team in, and they did it last night because of pressure, but there was times they hit up on the lead a few times and changed the angles. And looked really dangerous. So I think they've, yeah, they're going to go to school. I thought, and they said they tried to address it, but I didn't see the method change. Jacob Van Ruyen is a young key forward, very exciting, played well in the VFL. Gorn and Grundy is going to be probably the biggest story of the summer, I think. If he lobs there, it's how this Premier 
combination can work. If you've got BT, if you've got faith that Max Gorn can be a threat forward, Brodie Grunny would have to be a 70% lead ruckman. Do you think that's a, is that a combination you would have faith in? Is that the best ruck combination, or is that a is that a problem waiting to happen? That's a problem waiting to happen for me. I think they're still they're, their best the best part of their game is the ruck work in of their course. game, and they both still think they're the should be the number one at that. So what do you do there? What, you're telling Grundy he's going to go and sit in the pocket, or you're telling Gorn he's going to go and sit forward for a while? What do, you keep looking at the forward line, but think about the ruck. There is going to be no respite. You're going to have Grundy, and then he goes and rests, and then you're going to have Gorn. So it's going to be dominant in the midfield for the Melbourne team. But I think then the way they play, more skinny side and long down. And look, when they go long down the line, it's attacking. It's to the point of the square. I, but I think they have to modify a little bit. I, and can we go back to... Um, no, we can't. We'll move on. Because <laughs> no, we've got to get to... Uh, Jar- oh, gee, that's nice bossing Rossi around. He didn't ever get to do that. Jared Tim's joining us, uh, our sponsor from Neds. G'day, Timsy. Can you please give us an update on the head-to-head and line market this game between the Pies and the Dockers? Yeah, g'day, guys. No real surprises tonight. The Pies went up favourites. They've maintained it all week. Currently $1.55 here at Neds. There has been some interest for Frio. Maybe a bit of value for the upset here. $2.50. We're also up with $2 lines, 10 and a half points. Uh, who is the favourite to kick the first goal, Timsy? Surely it's Jamie Elliott. But it actually isn't. All of the usual suspects are prominent, but Brody Myacek now just a slight favourite, $9. Elliot is $9.50. Rory Lobb uh, is the top leg for Freo. He is on the third line of betting Ash Johnson, $10 each. We're then getting down to $13 here for Michael Walters, Jack Gittiman, and Jaya Miss. And Timsy, lastly, is there any other value we can find in this game? How good is a Saturday night same game, multi Ross? I think the Pies are going to get the job done here. Let's take them to cover the line. Jack Ginnivan first goal, I think, tonight. And I'm going to have Nick Dacos to have 25 or more disposals as well. $34.15. Uh, sounds good. Thank you. That's Jared Timms from Neds, of course. Remember to gamble responsibly. Hey, we'll take a break. And then up next, with only just over half an hour away to go, we are going to dissect this cracking semi-final. Ross Line is going to tell us who's going to win and why. That's still to come and plenty more from McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Triple M rocks footy. Shut up. The Triple M. For Ream Hot Water and McDonald's. Triple M rocks footy. Uh, for McDonald's Green Hot Water, Triple M rocking football score. One in four chance to win with the Monopoly game at Macca's ends the 18th of October. For full terms, visit mcdonalds.com.au. Collingwood and Fremantle, 90,000 expected in the house tonight. We're getting through some news, uh, Jay-Z, before we talk a little bit of trade talk. Yes. Um, just the Bombers, where are they at with CEO Hunt and yes. also Coach Hunt? Yes, yeah, so well, after our man here said that he wasn't sure about the vibe, they've had to look to other targets. And I think a lot of the intrigue at the moment hovers around uh, the situation on um, – AFL Football Operations Manager Brad Scott, who was the coach um, of North Melbourne. He spent a few years out of the game and was handpicked, really, to help um, oversee football uh, in, in the AFL. Now, I just while his name has been linked and we're all sort of looking, I just can't see how the AFL Operations Manager can now go through a process with the Bombers and potentially not get the job and then go back to running the AFL Football Department. Well, the first question I'd ask... Yep is where did the name Brad Scott 
come from and who actually said that he was interested? He, he was a person of interest to Essendon. So Josh Marnie has been but, calling um, Don Pike, uh, Ross Lyon here, uh, Brad Scott, and, and put in the call. And, and I'm not sure there's absolute clarity around his intentions. But if they're going to want to go and get a Brad Scott, they have to say, Brad, we, are think you, we think you are the man. You have got the experience, 10 years at North Melbourne, got to the preliminary finals, etc. We are headhunting you and we are targeting you. So he wouldn't go through the process. <laughs> how, how was well, it possible to understand the NFL operation? Why does everything have to be a process? Why, why, why can't you just do... Wasn't there another team just a few weeks well, ago that said, I want that guy, well, he will do me, thanks? I'll ask you a question. With Fox and the extra commentary games in the commentary... Or is this where the world's fly. going? Is this where your it's, generation is taking us, Jay-Z, that everything's <laughs> got to be done and it's got a touch of wokeness about it? Vicious. It's a good yes. point, isn't it, Jay-Z? Get to your yes. point about BT. Yes, okay, Fox so tried to... Fox and all these commentators. Can, what would you Did say? Did they get you to do a psych test, but <laughs> yeah, what is, Hey, Brian, can you come in? Can you do a test for us, mate? Can you do a trial for us? What? We're thinking about you. Look, would your you body can... of work, that, yes. that 15 years isn't quite enough, and we need to placate our stakeholders. What would you what say, What would say? <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> No, I would uh, not uh, operate under those. Would you yeah. say it's not vibing? Do <laughs> 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 a practice run for us, BT. So, look, um, I would be surprised if, if uh, Brad Scott and Pat James Brayshaw. Who's who the front is, runner? I still think Adam Uze. Um, you know, Jordan Lewis has spoken in depth about how impressive he is. So, look, we got it wrong. The media got it wrong. We thought he was going to get the GWS job, and Adam Kingsley got it. So we're notorious as a football media for actually picking the wrong bloke. We do it all the time. So we, we, we don't know. So what honest, happens but... with Uze in the respect? What's the expectation in respect to style of play? Where you're at Melbourne and they play skinny long down the line, big talls, does it? Are they thinking bring Zach game plan? Well, that's that all part of the process, isn't it? That's what ah, you, right. that's you, what you figure to... out. You find out what his philosophy might. He might have a different philosophy to Simon Goodwin. Right, and he just he aligns to where he's at. Outside as a guest, just someone looking outside yes. and got no info. Uh, I, I would say that Uze is, is number one yep. after Heard. Yes. After Heard. After Heard. Heard's number one in your eyes. Yeah, I, th- I think he is because, I, from what I understand, Sheeds is there and wants to see him and has made all of the... Uh, made it all obvious to the football world that he would like James Hurd to but coach. But Brian, him. he's not even on the committee. I know, but Kevin Sheedy, he would have a. He can't. Oh, he's a master he of the dark on. arts. You're telling the me he's not tapping someone on the shoulder that's on the uh, committee there and saying, "Hey, Hurdy, <laughs> just to interview my man for Christ's sake." <laughs> oh, I can't. Tucks the coat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I know you've, you've, Ross. You've said you suspect that Hurdy um, would be a good chance of this. I just can't see it. I think anyone else, not to disrespect James. Look, Brown, I think I wouldn't mind. James going through the process of he won it on merit. I think there's a lot of positives to James. And I think he's come out and he's said lessons learned and mistakes made. I, I sort of I like I like what I'm hearing. They also need a CEO and a new football director. So it's a busy time at the Bombers. Greg Swan is the latest name mm. uh, to emerge. Highly respected person in football. Been doing it for a very long time, of course. From Collingwood CEO, went to Carlton. Mick Mouldhouse doing a great job at Brisbane. Been in Brisbane for at least Well, it'd be a plum job because commercially, yep. right? They're through the roof. Laughing. They're in great. So you're coming in just to make sure you get the, the core business football right. Yes. I think Swanee likes plum jobs. Though. <laughs> <laughs> he said on radio today that uh, very happy at Brisbane, but uh, that will be an interesting... Trade news. What have we got going around? Yes, yeah, so quickly, um, on the AFLW, uh, um, it is Indigenous round, Joey, if I'm, uh, r- yep. I'm right. Um 
Now, they have scrapped the um, minute silence, of course, with the, the uh, Queen uh, memoriam after her passing. So there has been some sensitivities around that, which I think we can all understand. There probably wasn't a huge consultation process between the AFL and, um, and the AFLW. So they have scrapped that, and I think it's just uh, running with the normal Indigenous ceremony before the game. So I think we can uh, leave there that, but, uh, that there, but that is certainly gone. In terms of the trade stuff, we're waiting on, a, on an answer for Josh Dunkley, and he is on the clock at the moment. So is he waiting for Brisbane uh, or even Port Adelaide? They're the two clubs that have been very interested in Josh Dunkley. Where would you go if you were Josh? Well, his partner's in SA. She's playing netball in SA. Probably narrows it down a little bit. So I you think, can only go on there. Yeah, though. that's right. I think, uh, they could drop it by 100k a year, Port. Yeah, I think Port Adelaide who want to replenish that midfield. You know, Robbie Gray out, Travis Bake getting older, uh, Ollie Wines getting older. I think Josh Dunkley would be handy at Port Adelaide. Junior Rioli also could go uh, to the power. Now, there's been a lot of discussion about him being disloyal. Xavier Ellis out of line. Out of line by a mile. What do you think? I, mean, I read it. I was horrified. I was horrified. I mean, Joey, a player, if he's being offered good money... So what was Xavier Ellis saying? Yeah, what did he say in a sentence? He said he's at his QC, bills paid, and the yep. club had supported him. Well, that's a club's job. When they're there, you support them to, to the utmost. And as Andrew Ireland, one of the great people in footy, said to me, he said, Ross, at the Swans, you sign a contract, you shake hands, you give it everything, we support you with everything. And then when it's over, you shake hands and say thank you, and nobody owes anybody anything. Yep. He said he owes West Coast for the support he's been showing. Yeah. That's not right at all. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, Hayden Skipworth's going to join us, the forwards coach at Collingwood. Look forward to that. JB is also going to join us. And that is all coming next. For McDonald's and Ream Hot Water, Triple M Rocks football at the MCGs.